Praise the Lord, everybody. Cheryl Boggs Ministries presents Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truly the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this program. I pray, God, that people that are listening and that are logged on, God, that they will receive a word from you. I thank you for an uplifting, inspiring, encouraging program on today. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'm Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to Resting in His Word. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So go ahead, call, text, or email a friend. Let them know that Resting in His Word is on the air, and they'll be so glad that you did. Praise the Lord, everybody. Cheryl Boggs Ministries presents Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truly the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this program. I pray, God, that people that are listening and that are logged on, God, that they will receive a word from you. I thank you for an uplifting, inspiring, encouraging program on today. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'm Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to Resting in His Word. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So go ahead, call, text, or email a friend. Let them know that Resting in His Word is on the air, and they'll be so glad that you did. Yes, 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 yes. Sing of the love of the Lord forever. All right, so how y'all doing today? I believe you are blessed and highly favored. I believe that God is in control of every aspect of your life. I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and I'm going to be your Bible encourager oh, for the next hour, two hours or so. It's a B-E-A beautiful day here in the Dallas, Texas. Uh, Bedford, Texas, Arlington, Texas. It's hot all over the world. <laughs> well, all over Texas. But you know what I always say. The S-O-N, no matter what's going on on the outside, the S-O-N is always shining, and that's Jesus Christ. Well, in just a little bit, Lady Evelyn J is going to bless us with her Empowered Enjoy segment. And after that, we'll take a walk in the Word with Elder Brett Guilford. And then I'm going to be talking about faith. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to run or anything because this. I'm going to leave all the theologians. I'm going to let them do their thing. I'm going to help you walk by faith, just like the Bible says. All right, well, let's go ahead and let Evelyn J uh, bless us. I'm going to bring her on. And we'll let her bless us today. And when she unmutes, we're going to be golden. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Enjoy. I'm your host, Lady Evelyn J. It is an awesome pleasure to be with you on this beautiful hot day. Okay, um, again, I love what my sister just said. This is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I just love that beautiful intro intro song. I just oh, I just I be having church. <laughs> behind the scenes until it's time for me to come on it just touches my spirit each time i hear that beautiful voice of elder uh, cheryl boggs again this is uh empowerment and joy i am so thankful to be alive i'm so thankful that god has given me another day to be here it's a monday last week was fourth of july and can you believe we're in July already? And this is when things start going downhill to fall, winter, and all the Christmas holidays and Thanksgiving and everything. So we have our one um, left holiday before the summer ends, and that's Labor Day weekend. And I tell you, it's gone by so fast. So if you have not, if you have not lived out what your intentions are supposed to be that God is giving you, you still have a chance. Because anytime you wake up on this side of earth, you have an opportunity to do to live and do the things that God has graced you to do. And I tell you what, it, it's all inside of you. God has already equipped you. He's already given you uh, the gifts that you need in order to do the will that he asks for you to do. Uh, my topic today is, is there bread in the storehouse? Bread in the storehouse. Um, I don't normally talk about anything that my friends and I talk about, but today we're going to talk about a little bit uh, of a conversation that our my friends and I, we had, we dialogued and everything. Uh, oh, yes, let me give you my website. It's www.joycircle.com. You can see it here on the screen. If you need to email me, you can email me at info at joycircle.com. And I will be glad to uh, hear from you just to let let us know how um, we're doing here on this evening or any of the other uh, broadcast show uh, programs we've had for you. We pray that you enjoy what you hear on here. I'm an encourager. I'm one that love to share the word of God. Um, and I always encourage each individual to read it for yourself on all of my little platforms I have, um, which is Joy Circle and I'm on Empowered uh, Christian Women platform just go by you know anytime you get an opportunity on facebook to listen to joy circle or empowered christian women um i always encourage my listeners to if i read from the word of god i encourage you to go and prove it for yourself what i say okay <laughs> don't take my word for it read the word for yourself it's 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 just like going to school. If, if you go to school and an instructor gives you an assignment and he sits up there and talks the whole time and he's standing there telling you each time he speaks or she speaks that you need to go and read your textbook on some of the stuff I'm talking about, then you need to return to the Word of God on some of the things you hear on Empowered Enjoy. I encourage you to do that. I had to do it. Uh, you know, I, 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 I sit on or listen to different ministers speak, and when they talk about the Word of God, I go back to confirm it because um, everybody has their own interpretation 
But the only interpretation I want is the true word of God. And in order to know that it's the true word of God, you have to pick up, dust it off, and read it for yourself. We walk around with it with our phones. If you have the app, you can also read your Bible on the app. They have it available 24-7. There's no excuse. So um, if you got it, if you have the hard copy, the book at home, the Bible, here we go. That's what you need. Um, I had a discussion with an individual that wanted me to read a different book. And we got, I don't know how we ended up on the subject of um, uh, Christianity, but I told him this, I tell you what, I don't want to hear, no, I don't want to read none of the books that you have <laughs> if it don't have Holy Bible on it, okay? Because some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, mm -mm, no, uh, that don't even, mm -mm. We're not equally yoked in conversation today, so <laughs> I told him I said if you keep talking, I'm gonna have to go buy some oil and come back and anoint you, okay? <laughs> but anyway, it's good, and I, I t we were doing it all in fun, and I told him I said at the end of the day, I said um, you have your way of believing, and I have my way of believing, and I can't change that. Only God can. So God has touched me in a way that I know there is a, a one that died on the cross for me. I know there's one that that was pierced in his side. I know they whipped him up uh, the hill, as the song said, and blood came streaming down. And he died for all of us that we may have a right to the tree of life. And that's where I ended. <laughs> So, but anyway, it's always encouraging to talk to different people to hear their viewpoints, and you'd be surprised on what some people are saying behind the scenes about their belief in Christ. We got our job cut out for us. Oh my goodness! And um, and it's some, you know, it's it's really. I used to see my mom and dad um, talk to people years ago, and when they didn't believe in some of the stuff they would say, you know, I was a young girl and I would sit there and listen. I was like, wow, I'm young and I know that there's got to be a God. <laughs> but anyway, but it's what people are not believing anymore. There's a great falling away because they're, they, they, they're not trusting the churches anymore. They're not trusting what they see and hear uh, through the, uh, the radio on Christian broadcasts. They're turning a deaf ear to what God's word is all about and finding other things to say, this is what really God is. And I'm like, no, don't be deceived. <laughs> but anyway, um, what uh, what's in your storehouse? And, um, and the reason why I, I talked about that uh, briefly, I want to talk a little bit about the tithing because we had a, a well-known individual talking about tithing. And it, it just struck me, you know, this individual had ministered so long and, um, and I don't know what made him have a viewpoint about tithing and everything. Uh, but you, what I read, I believe, and that's what the Bible tells us to read and believe it. And, and he also says to, um, for our ministers to go out and preach the gospel, you know, that is really what they are supposed to preach. And the other things are for our learning, for those that are coming into church, is to teach them of the old, what's in the Old Testament, and and move them all the way up to the New Testament, and go back to the old again, and go back to the New Testament again. It was just like in my driver's ed class; they had a manual, and that manual, I don't know, it was probably about 1974, 75 around that time that I was taking my uh, 75, 76 
when I was taking my classes in driver's ed and I know that that book was the Bible for driver's ed and there was things in there that was just as old in that manual but they, we, it was it was something there for my learning even though it was old but as time modernized I'm sure they modernized it a little bit more but it hasn't changed and that's the way the Word of God is we can we, we see what's in the Old Testament and we you know some of the things in the Old Testament I can apply to my life I can see I you know the giving part is 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 about giving it's giving unto the Lord being obedient when we when we're tithing and um, I remember going to different conferences and uh, when the minister got up and said who would rob God I knew where they were going they were going to talk about the tithes and offerings <laughs> and so I, I was you know I, I, I sat there pondering what this person felt about tithing now you know and it's, it's his prerogative of what he thinks but I know what my prerogative is I'm gonna believe what's written in the Word of God it's in this it's a manual just like anything you go back and study some of the materials that we study is so old in the for Bible time it's so old but we have modernized things that help us understand it in a modern term but I wanted to read quickly um, you know uh, a little bit about it and kind of touch bases on it and everybody has their own interpretation of course but when you read the word for yourself believe the word when you read it and it says that Malachi 310 it says bring and I quote bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith said the Lord of hosts if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And as I grew up, that's all I would hear. And um, now some people enforced it and some people did not. They had you to just bring what you have because they, the woman in the Bible that had only so much, her, her offering was the, better, the best of all. <laughs> because she gave what she had and 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 then that's to me you give what you have you tithe on what you have back then you know I'm gonna refer a little bit back to Joseph I love Joseph and and, and what stands out out of Malachi and what I'm gonna read out of um, Genesis about Joseph it's all about building the storehouse there is a storehouse I remember when I was a child uh, growing up in my dad's church, we had, we had what we called a pantry, which represented the storehouse. And that pantry had food. That pantry had diapers. That pantry had formula. For those that are less fortunate, we had people to stop by the church that, you know, if they had, they wanted money. We didn't give out money. We gave what we, we fed them. If they asked to be fed, we fed them with the food we had in our pantries. And so your tithe's supposed to go, and I, this is my interpretation, my understanding. When the tithes come into the church house, it becomes the storehouse. And then once it becomes the storehouse, just think about the 2020, uh, all the churches that were able to survive COVID. There was so much food going out to people to feed because of what? 
the tithes and the offerings that were placed upon the table out of obedience, because that's what it was. Tithes is an obedient uh, command. It's an obedient command from God. You know, God's going to bless you. But in, in Malachi, they weren't doing, they were defaulting on what their obligations were. God has always taught, taught throughout the word of God, giving, giving, giving. Give till it's pressed down, uh, um, pressed down, running over, and all of that. You give until you cannot give. It's a blessed to give than to receive. But in tithing, to me, it's a personal, it's a personal thing between you and God, because He's blessed you to have the things that you have, the roof over your head, the car, the clothes, the food, everything. Tithing means a lot. It, it, it's a very important to me because there was a period in my life that I was not tithing. And I was going to my dad's church and was not tithing. And something hit me and caused me to read this word about tithing. And I tell you, prior to me tithing, you're going to still be blessed regardless if you're, you're tithing or not. But seem like when you start, you know, giving unto the Lord what he has blessed you to have just that little corner of a piece it seems like more more comes to you just like it says here if i will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and there shall not be room enough to receive it i have received so many blessings and i know a lot of it came from my obedience and tithing so i was a little uh, a little apprehensive to what I was hearing from this leader I didn't understand I you know I would love to dialogue and have a conversation uh, with him to get the full understanding of where did he get his revelations from to to make him under you know to come up with this new this new revelation of his about tithing because everything you read in the word you got to build on it you got to believe it because it gives you the strength to uh, uh, to move on into your forward motion to help you in things that you never thought you would need help in. Um, quickly, I'm going to run to Genesis. It says here in Genesis, uh, the 41st chapter and the 48th verse, I'm going to read from there and until I stop. And it says, and he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in cities the food of the fields which was rounded about every city laid he up in the same and Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering for what it was without number so much and unto Joseph was born two sons and let me let me drop down let me see here and that famine came I'm going to drop down to the uh, 54th verse, and the seven years of Deirdre can begin to come, according as Joseph had said. And the Deirdre was in all the land, famine was in all the land, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. Because of Joseph filling the storehouse, tithing to the storehouse, because he already had this vision, revealed a vision that there was going to be seven years of famine and seven years of fat, but there was coming a time of seven years of fat. And you know that's what they're talking about now. The 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 the, the not famine, but they're talking about uh, um, 
what is it the um oh god it just it was just in my head um when we go through these little uh uh down spells um we go through these sort of like not a depression but that's what they're talking about in the future that things are going to be changing for the worst so here he talked about revealed a dream and he went and did what he needed to do and all the people bought to this storehouse the tithes and the offerings their first fruit of their land or whatever they had gold silver whatever they had they bought it for the sake of the camp and it says here in the 55th verse and when all the land of Egypt was famished the people cried to Pharaoh for bread and Pharaoh said unto all of the Egyptians go unto Joseph what he said to you do and the famine was over all the face of the earth and Joseph opened all the storehouses he opened all the storehouses this is what tithing is about tithing is about filling our storehouses so when when uh, um, when they talk about depression or, or recession that's the word I was trying to find when they start talking about recession you start now don't wait to the recession you start now filling your storehouse and if you have to tie to the church that's going to help the church when when hard times hit everybody and it will again hit everybody just like it did in 2020 because we had already put our offerings and our tithes into the storehouse nobody went hungry nobody so Whatever your belief is about tithing, think about it. Whatever your belief is about tithing, if you give unto God, he's going to give back to you. Just like it says here in the 56th verse of Genesis 41, and the famine was all over the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt and all the countries all the countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because that famine was sore in all the land now he stocked the storehouse and in the benefit of stocking the storehouse he was able to sell take care of the people inside his camp but sell out to those in other countries you know he is stored up they had to bring funds to the storehouse and buy some of those crops outside the camp. They took care of those inside the camp. But outside the camp, he had plenty to go out into the other countries. Because that was not a plural. Uh, that was not a singular when he said storehouses. That was, that was plural. Open all storehouses. I don't know, from the way it sounds, he set up, uh, um, he set up something to take care of everybody. And that's how we have to be with our tithes. Remember, the tithes is going to feed you. The tithes is going to feed, if you get laid off your job, the tithe is going to feed you. You know, I worked that, that Thanksgiving line, and I worked the Christmas line when they were passing out food to everybody. And as it was going out, I was thinking about Joseph in the storehouse. And I was thinking about here where the Bible said, when you give unto him, when you give unto God, it's an obedience. Tithing is an obedience. Because we can live off of everything we get every day. When we get our paychecks, we don't have to give nothing. 
nothing at all because you can still be blessed but won't it be better to be blessed abundantly than than to get little because what did he say and I'm gonna and I'm gonna close if I will not open you windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it that's what tithing is all about to fill the storehouse so that's my interpretation somebody may have their own but we are to give the Bible in the New Testament talks about giving so don't give don't stop continue blessing your church where you attend that they may be a blessing to those in those times of need in recession times so just think about it and again read it for yourself all right and join me on next Monday on Empowered and Joy. I'm your host, Lady Evelyn J, aka Lady Evelyn Joy. May I uh, bless everybody this week that you'll have the most abundant blessing this week. God bless. Hey, y'all, what's going on? It's Devon Franklin. You're listening to Cheryl Boggs, Resting in His Word. That's the only place you need to be. Stay right here. Don't turn. God bless you. Hi, this is Jay Jerome. This is Jay Jerome, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Beautiful people, this is Major, Mr. This is why I love you. And we're rocking with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in, resting in his word. What's up? It's your man Montel Jordan, and this is how we do it. You listen to my girl Cheryl Boggs, and we're resting in his word.
Yes, I worship you because that's what I love to do. Because the Lord is worthy, worthy of glory and worthy of honor. Hey, if you want to see my guest and see what's going on, you can go to the YouTube channel, Cheryl Boggs Music. Those of you that are listening around the world, you can go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. It's time to take a walk. In the word, I feel like rapid. Wait a minute. Uh oh. Uh oh. Rap on, sister. Rap on. Rap on. Rap on. Sister Boss is gonna rap on. <laughs> I rap. I was rapping. You missed you rapping. <laughs> rap on, sister Boss. Rap on. Ah. I, I know you can Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm trying good. to keep you on this. Trying to keep you on this feed. Oh, there we go. Wow. <laughs> I love it when the planet comes together. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? You okay? Yes. You know, this is the first time I've seen you all month, you know? <laughs> I know. I know, right? Yeah. Like wow. a little trip and traveling a little bit. Well, I mean, that's where it is when you uh, are a famous evangelist and psalmist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you covering for me on Sunday. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. We are, we're a team, you know. It's all good. It's all yes. good. So it's I got my good. green. I got my green shirt on today with uh, five minutes with God. Yeah, what, yeah five minutes with God. Yeah. <laughs> what you got for us today, Elder? Hey, you know what? I I um I've been um kind of meditating and rolling around um. This past week, we did a, um, a thing. Um, I did uh, my Bible study, God is Good. And I talked about how God is good and, and how when we, uh, when we realize that God is good, mm-hmm. that's what causes us to repent, Romans 2, 4. And you know, it causes us to want to change our mind and change where we go and change, change our focus. And so you know, I, I was talking about that. And and then just rolling around in my spirit about how good God is, you know, Elder Box, and then turn around and it's like, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to kind of be a um, get morbid, let's take a better term, but um, I, I came across a, a lot of a lot of people in my close circle had passed away, wow. um, you know, and I'm like, wow, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what's going on, you know, because I know you're good. And I know the people that I that I was close to, they've all gone home to be with the Lord. Um, so I know they were saved, but it was like it was just like one right after the other. I'm like, whoa, you know. And I'm like, yeah. hmm. you know. But um, the, the the good part about it is, of the box is that when people know Christ, you know, and and, and I and I talked about that in in I think it's First Thessalonians chapter four or something like that, where it talks about that they're just asleep. You know, yeah. they're asleep in Christ, you know, and when he comes back, they're going to be going to be raised up. And, 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 and some of the people were sick and because they were sick, you know, I like to think I like to I think of it this way. And this is what I did when I preached my mother-in-law's uh, memorial service. 
about how she was sick on it. She went to sleep sick, but she woke mm -hmm. up on the other side totally healed. Right. You know, totally right. healed. Right. Totally healed. And how and, and so I want to encourage those that are out there listening that if you're praying for healing for someone in your family or a love or friend, whatever, a lot of times the answer to our prayer doesn't look like we thought it was like we wanted to be. Yeah, so that's I mean, right. It doesn't look like we want to be because we want them, we want to pray that they be totally healed and we have some more time with them. But uh, uh, when it comes down to what God allows and when death takes them, then, but they they receive their healing. And so it's, it's kind of comforting to know that if they know Christ, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. And I heard one, one, uh, one preacher say, you know, that if you were to ask them, they would say, no, I'm good. I don't want to come back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I don't want to come back because, right. I mean, because it's just so good over here. It is just so good. I read a book. I, can't, I wish I could think of the name of that book. But I read a book about a guy who had one of those experiences where he went to, he, he died and came back. And, and he said it was just, it was just so beautiful. It was yeah. just so beautiful. And so that's one of the comforting thoughts that we can have. And that's why we do what we do so that we can lead others to Christ so that they can enjoy eternal life. Because what Christ did for us is he took us from eternal death to eternal life. And we get to enjoy eternal life. How can I? Eternal life doesn't, doesn't begin the moment you die. The eternal life begins the moment you accept Jesus as Lord of your life. And we, so we, we've, been, we've been taken from eternal death, which is separated from Christ, separated from God, to eternal life. And so I'm just excited about what God is doing today in our lives, in his ministry, you know, in, in the world. And because I, and I like what Evan was talking about, about the um, about bringing your tithes into the storehouse, because we have a covenant with God. We have a covenant. So no matter what's happening around in the world, uh, we're going to be OK. We're going to be OK because I, I'm like I'm going to be okay because my covenant is intact. <laughs> my covenant is intact. And so because I, I, my covenant is intact, I don't fear this stuff. Right. I don't fear it. I, I just don't fear it. Plus, I, I had too much God's word in me to walk around fearful. You know, you know about, oh, you know, because I keep thinking Matthew 6, 33, when he says, take no thought for that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you know, because seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. When you, added you know, to it's going to be added. He's going to take your clothes, going to take your food. He's going to take care of all that stuff. So no matter what the gas prices go to, no matter how, and, and the food prices are increasing, everything's increasing, increasing, increasing. Well, it's time to start asking and believing God for an increase on your paycheck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, why not? Okay, because he's going to, how do they say, he, he had never seen his seed gone begging for bread. You've never seen the righteous forsaken nor see gone begging for bread. So we're not we we are in right standing with God, and God is not going to watch us. Watch we're not, we're not going to go begging. We're not going to go begging. And so I like that um, like that the kid the giving part that uh, Lady Evelyn was talking about because I'm really into that Second Corinthians chapter nine um, verse six to eight when it talks about giving, and 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 I really like that part because. I like the part where he says down there, um, I think it's about verse eight somewhere around there, where he says that God will multiply your seed sown. And seed, so when I think about giving, 
And I don't do it just to get, but 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 I do get when I give. But when I think about it, God is is not into in His math. He's not into addition. He's into multiplication. Okay, <laughs> He's into multiplication. So if He's going to multiply my seed sown. Then he, that means that He's going to give me more seed to sow. And 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 so I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I you muted, honey. That's what the word says. He gives seed yeah. to the sower. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's why it's so important. Um, yeah, she 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 brought that thing. Yeah. Because if there's nothing in the storehouse, when people are in need, mm. we don't have anything to give them. Right. And that's yeah. what we were able to do at our church when the pandemic hit. They were able to go out and and, and help help quite a few families. And they and they let the church know. They let they let they let the church know. Say, hey, this is what your tithe is doing. And 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 I know that uh, um, in some if through some household that giving was down. Yeah, you know, the giving was down, but we were still able to 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 um to go out and and meet the needs of the of the people in our community. And that's what ministry is all about. It's about meeting people at the point of their need. What? And, it's not about us and and how many cars and how many houses and and mm-hmm. and how many Gucci bags isn't that? No, it's not. It's not about that. No, it's about meeting needs of the people. <laughs> You're so funny. Well, because you know some people that's that's all they preach. You know, is is you know uh, he gonna give you a bigger house? Okay, if you need a bigger house, then mm-hmm. then pray. Be you know you've got a covenant. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm definitely not knocking that, but I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Preach the gospel. Yeah. The death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, you know, mm-hmm. of our Lord and Savior who can change our lives. Um, yes. What good is a bigger house and I don't have no peace? Thank you. Thank you. You it know, what, what, what good yes. is a, a bigger car, um, you know, if I'm riding around thinking about running off of a cliff? Mm-hmm. Or somebody, you know, somebody jacking me. Right. It's, it's, you know, that's why I love the scripture that you, you're starting out with. I believe it was the one that says it's the goodness of the Lord Mm -hmm. that causes us to repent. Is that the scripture? Yeah, Romans 2 4. That's what it does. It causes us to repent. And, 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 and is recognizing his goodness. Mm -hmm. And then once you recognize his goodness, it, it makes you want to change so that you can stay in the goodness. You know, and, and, and because it's like you don't want to disappoint him. No. You don't want to disappoint God. You don't want to disappoint yourself. Right. Right. You know, and, and you just want to keep like like the old folks say, I, I just want to keep my side of the street clean. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just want to keep my side of the street clean when it comes to my relationship with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's important. That's that that's that one on one you know relationship. With our mm-hmm. Lord and Savior, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a a religion type of thing that just says, you know, a lot of rules and don't do this and don't do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff, we, you know, as you continue, like you're saying, as we continue to walk with him mm-hmm. and we know that these are things that that breaks his heart, we don't, you don't want to do them. It's almost like you and me keep punching me in the face. You ain't got but one time to throw me on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but with God, I mean, it's like, 
I mean, his mercy is, is everlasting and his truth yeah. endures to all generations. And so it's like, I wake up with new, we wake up with new mercies. Yes. And so as we're walking in the word, mm-hmm. yep. we begin to rest in the word. And the same old things that we used to do, um, we don't want to do them anymore. It's not like, well, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we're empowered in joy. <laughs> hey. See, I got you. I got you. Today. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was just waiting. And, you <laughs> yes. know, and, and that's the thing is that as we continue to grow in Christ and grow in God, the desire for those things just goes away. And it's like it, being a Christian is not a bunch a bunch of do's and don'ts. You know, you, you got to do this. You can't do that. Because I can still do everything I used to do before I got saved. I just mm-hmm. don't want to. The desire is gone. Yeah. And, the and, that comes, gone. and that comes through. And I'm not really doing a play on words mm-hmm. this time. But that that walking in the word and keeping yeah. that word, you know, mm-hmm. uh, before your eyes and and. And putting it in your ear game. Yes. And, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I was walking and they was like, you're going to see all kind of things. I was in New York. You're going to see all kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-uh, because I can't unsee stuff. So I, my, I was like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't care what none of y'all doing. I'm keeping my focus mm-hmm. so I can keep my peace. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that, and that's what, and I keep. I keep hearing that it's a personal relationship yes. with Jesus Christ. It's yep. not a religion. It is a relationship. And if you're in a relationship and that person says, Hey, this right here hurts me. This right here is not good for you. Mm-hmm. If you love that person, you're not going to keep doing that. Yeah. Are you? No. And that's the thing about it is that you're not going to do that. And what, what, what I've, I've learned in, through my walk is that, I don't want to do that to people because if you if you don't want to hurt anybody if you've been hurt, right? Because you know how it feels. Yeah. You know, and and so you you don't want to hurt people. You you don't want to hurt anybody because you know how that feels and you know that it it, it goes all back to you know because you got the word in you. Then now if you've done something wrong, now you got to go apologize. And it, you know, and, and and I don't like apologizing. So if I stop doing the things. That make me have to apologize. Then I don't have to apologize anymore. Ah, you know. So you're gonna walk in the word. You're gonna walk yeah. with the word says, "Love, love your neighbor like you love yourself." Yes. You have that love of Christ flowing. Yes. Yeah, and it's a work. It's a work. It's not something that happens just overnight. You know, we don't get to this particular point in the journey overnight. You have to go through some things. You have to go through some ups and a, a, quite a few downs. You know, and, 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 and like, it's like learning how to walk, you know, yeah. when you yeah. fall down and God is there to pick you back up and say, okay, come on, come on, come on. Just, you know how you do a little bit. Come on, come on, come on. You know, God does that to us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he does. That. He does. <clears throat> and that is the joy, you know, of, of salvation. Yes. He's there to help us, mm-hmm. you know, and no matter how many times that baby falls or we fall, he's there to pick us up. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, any of your children <laughs> were learning how to walk and then they took a few steps and then fell. You didn't, you didn't turn around and go, well, 
I can't even think of what somebody would say while the child down. You just can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> the fell down. And, mm -mm. Uh, nobody does that. And God mm -mm. doesn't God doesn't no. do that. Mm -mm. Yeah. And, and that's love. That's love because you want to you want to encourage them like a little kid, you want to encourage them because you know that they'll get better at it. They'll get Ooh, better if they keep good. trying. That's good, Brad. And God does the same thing to us. You know, he, that's why he forgives us. You know, First John 1, 9, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Clean all unrighteousness. So once we do that, once we confess it, it, like I say, when we mess up, if we fess up, then he gets, you know, we get better. You can get up. Yeah, just get up. Don't wallow like a hog in the mud, man. Just get up, dust yourself off. Is that off. a grandpa? Is that a grandpa? No, that's, not, that's not his saying. But it kind of, it kind of, it's like the wisdom that comes from him. <laughs> <laughs> it did fit, and that, and that's, yeah. and and that's why it's so good to know what the word says, mm -hmm. you know, about us. Mm -hmm. uh, Lady Evelyn, she was so funny. She was like, "I ain't reading no book if it don't say Holy Bible." <laughs> and it's true. You don't want to feed yourself something. Right. That is going to be contrary to mm -hmm. what you believe, and that's why, Elder, I feel really—I don't know—I don't want to say sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word would be for this generation that doesn't believe anything. They just—they're yeah. you know, just out there. Generation Z, Generation X, Generation mm -hmm. A, and I'm going—they have nothing to hold on to, mm -hmm. and I'm like, man. You got to have a foundation or you're going to be like a ship tossed to and You got to believe in something. You got to <laughs> You got to have some type of a foundation or you're just going to be on sinking sand. Mm -hmm. And it's all about what you take in on a daily basis, consistent basis. See, because if we're taking in the word, then we're going to get word of God results. But when you yeah. have people that are um, uh, uh, who, who feed on Social media, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. You know, it's it's like we talk about it all the time, boss. About how when you squeeze a, a olive, you get olive oil out, right? Right. Because that's what it is. And when <clears throat> we get squoze as a body of Christ, when we get squoze, if you're doing the right thing, the word of Sweet. God is going to come out. Right. <laughs> okay? When we get but, squeezed, you get squoze. Right, just made up a word. Squoze. And, and when and when they get scrolls, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he made it. Going in comes out, you know. Yep. And so, and that's just the way it is. So we like we come on here and we try to encourage people and let them know when the squeeze is on. If you put the word in, the word's going to come out. Word in, yeah. word out. <clears throat> exactly. And then if you don't have anything in there, ain't nothing going to come out. Then like, like depositing money, <laughs> yeah. depositing money in the bank. You go in there with your little debit card. I heard this comedian say he he, he said he walked up to the cat to the lady behind the counter at the bank. He said, "Ma'am, can you tell me how much money I have?" He said he was humble. Can you tell me how much money is in my account? And she said she got out loud talking. You got seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, he was so embarrassed. I was like, but you can't get out 
what you did not put yeah, in. Right. And that's why even for these little 20, 30 minutes that we mm-hmm. have, we want to put that word in you so that when you wake up in the morning and you hit a snag, you've got something that you can, you can, uh, what you can believe in, you can hold on to, you can confess, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things could be chaotic. Things are, cha- you know, things are chaotic, but when you say, which I'm going to talk about in the next hour, you know, faith being the substance of things hoped for, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you got to still believe you got to believe in something or you're just going to give up. And a lot of people give up, just giving up. Mm-hmm. And but so, yeah, got to, got to, you got to believe in something, have to believe in something. But, you know, as we continue to walk this thing out and that's why we come on here and we try to give people a hope. We try to, we try to, you know, for the sake of a better term, we try to throw them a lifeline. So throw them a lifeline say, hey, we got this, you know, and yeah. if you do what we do, we follow God, like uh, like the uh, the Bible talks about. You know, we follow after uh, um, our spiritual leaders as they follow Christ. Yeah. yeah. And and so and that's what we're doing. You know, we're following our spiritual leaders. That we're following Christ, and we just want others to follow us too. You know, come get what we got yeah. because it is so good on this side. I'm telling you. Because good. you you know why it's so good, Elder? Why it's is because it, we're not walking this thing by ourselves yeah and when you go to the um because it was funny you don't know when i went to fill my car up with gas and the premium i just looked at it and turned my head i I was like what i mean you know what i'm saying what can you do i just turned my head i said i'm not gonna get into no uh, man the gas is hot because you know then you know you know but get depressed so yeah. I chose at that moment to be thankful that I had some money, that mm-hmm. I had enough money to put gas in my car. Yeah. Now, did I put in $80? No. I was like, no, nah, I'm stopping at uh, 55 <laughs> 60 But I, But the point mm-hmm. is that if I mm-hmm. wanted to go to 80 thank God. Mm-hmm. you know. And like you were saying, I mean, we have a covenant with him. He's going to supply. Yeah. He's going to supply our needs. Um, mm-hmm. I remember years ago we'd be like, "Lord, we need you to stretch this gas." That's way before it was, you know, five or six dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was like, "Stretch that gas," and and he did. I mean, we were able, we're still able to do yeah. and to go where we need to go. We're a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Frugal might not be the word, but I know I said at home. I plan now. I'm, I'm gonna go here. <laughs> And this store is here. I'm gonna go there, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make all of it right now. Yeah, it was in the line of travel, huh? And come on back to the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, that's being conservative. <laughs> oh, was that what that? Concerned? Yeah. Now yeah, conservative. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, you know, you used to come back home and oh man, I got to go back to the store. I'd be like, yeah. okay, I'm over there. Okay, all right, I'm gonna make this roll. And uh, so to me, it just, it just mm-hmm. helping me be more frugal and more conservative, like you yeah. said. <laughs> but I did, yeah. I looked at that gas thing and then mm-hmm. it's all relative because mm-hmm. I mean, the gas prices in New York are higher. 
Yeah. Gas prices in California are higher. Oh, yeah. Um, and I remember one time I was in Hawaii and they was already paying six. I mean, just on a normal, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's more blessed mm -hmm. to have that covenant with yeah. with God and to have his grace and his mercy. Mm -hmm. And that way, it, uh, I just keep hearing the word chaos. When there's chaos all mm -hmm. around you, you can find peace. Yeah. You know, in the word of the Lord, there's peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you know, Elder Bob, and, and you're saying something. I was listening to a message by um, Bishop Jakes the other day, and one of the sentences he made in there, he said, when you read your newspaper, you don't know if you're reading the newspaper or the Bible, because everything that's happening in the newspaper, everything that's happening in the world is strictly coming from the Bible. Yeah. It's coming from the Bible. So, yeah. you know, break open your word. But the first thing that Jesus said is, let not your heart be troubled. You know, you believe in God? Yeah, they, yeah. they always like to use that for a funeral. We need to use that for every day. Yes. Every Let not your heart be troubled, man. I'm telling you. And it's okay because I, I, I feel you with that gas pain because I, I accidentally let my van fall <laughs> below a quarter of a tank. <laughs> and y'all should see this van. It's like. Yeah. Is is huge. Yeah. How much did it cost to fill it up? Well, it was well, it, ninety three dollars. I bet you won't let it get that low again. No, it won't. As a matter of fact, I kept the receipt. The receipt was just long. I kept the receipt. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let that happen again. But we're thankful that you yeah. had ninety three dollars. Had the money you know? to put down because I had it. You know, I, but I try to I try to stay away from the shock of that. You know, <laughs> I know. I just I'm telling you, I just looked at it. I pushed the premium and turned around like this. <laughs> All right, brother man, Elder Brett, tell us yeah. how we can get in touch with the Five Minutes with yeah. God. So we can hey, this is my book, Five Minutes with God. It's a 365 day day devotional. You can get a copy on my website at www.billtvn.com. Get a signed copy from me. And on Mondays we do. Um, Five minutes got at six o'clock central time on on my website and on YouTube and on Twitter. And then we have a Wednesday morning Bible study at 9 a.m. central time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, so come and join us. We, we're having a call oh. letters. Brett B.T. Guilford. Brett B.T. Guilford. Yeah, that's me. That, that'd be I. .com. Dot com. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. I enjoy right. walking in the word with you, my friend. And yeah. I look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, everybody. Hey, I, I enjoy resting in the word because I am I'm not I'm just empowered with joy. But I'm telling you, I can run around the block. <laughs> All right. We'll talk uh, to you again real soon. Bye. All right, bye. I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to the Cheryl Boggs show. Resting in his word. Don't go anywhere because after the break. I'm going to be talking about faith. What do you believe? My Testimony is the latest CD by Cheryl Boggs, featuring the hit single, Some Trust, powerful worship songs such as In Your Presence and Holy Spirit Breathe, and there's a throwback song, I Thank You. 
Download your copy of my testimony by Cheryl Boggs today at CherylBoggs.com, iTunes, CD Baby, and all digital outlets. You'll find your testimony in my testimony by Cheryl Boggs. If you're looking for an easy listening praise and worship CD with a fresh sound and anointing, then this is the CD for you. Pure Worship from My Heart to His by Cheryl Boggs. Pure Worship will inspire you and bring a level of peace and the presence of God to you wherever you are. For more information, you may visit my website at www.cherylboggs.com. Also available on iTunes and cdbaby.com. Hi, this is Jay Jerome. This is Jay Jerome, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Beautiful people, this is Major Mr. This is why I love you. And we're rocking with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in, resting in his word. What's up? It's your man Montel Jordan, and this is how we do it. You listen to my girl Cheryl Boggs, and we're resting in his word. Hi, this is Cheryl, and I'd like to tell you about my song, Tumble. Here shackles rattling, foot stomps and hands are clapping, Jericho's walls are crashing, tumbling, tumbling. The story of Tumble is a story of victory on the horizon, but hasn't taken effect yet. The walls haven't quite come down, but you can see the cracking taking place. And the process is beginning. The battle is still raging, but victory is within your grasp. Tumble by Cheryl Boggs featuring The Outcry is available for download on all digital platforms. Download your copy today.
Yes, yes, yes. Can you feel it? Can you hear it? All of the walls have to come tumbling down, just like the walls of Jericho. They've got to come tumbling down. So it doesn't matter what you're in right now, what you're facing right now. You have to know, and I want you to know, that it came to pass. It didn't come to stay. And I've been on this word chaos today. It's just been coming back. And um, so you may be, there may be all kinds of things going on around you. Um, am I going to have enough baby formula? And am I going to have enough money to put gas in my car to get back and forth to work? Um are they going to lay me off um, because of the, the shortage of, of things? I mean, so all kinds of thoughts uh, can be going through your mind. Um, man, just when I thought that things were getting better, now we have this thing. They're talking about a recession. Just when I just thought that me and my family was getting ready to buy a house, and, you know, we've been saving and we're ready and the interest rate goes skyrocketing. All of that stuff. Chaos. Uh, daughter ran away. Don't know where she is. Son um, might be strung out on drugs and like, what, what, what is going on? And then you have, you know, people you know, saying all kinds of things. You've got social media saying all kinds of things. You've got the news. It is amazing to me that one minute, you know, uh, a person can be, you know, doing good or whatever, and then they search and search and search until they find one thing that that person is not doing good or not doing right. And then they want to blow it all out of proportion. And so that's why I'm saying you've got to have your hope and your trust in the Lord. Because just like when, when Jesus was coming through on the day, you know, on the Pentecost, when they was, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the next time, the next, they was like, crucify him, crucify him. So you've got to have your hope and your trust and your belief in something other than yourself and other than man because man even on a good day is gonna let you down your mother your father your sister your brother your aunt your aunt. even on a good day the only one that you can truly trust and the one that you can truly depend on i love numbers 23 and 19 because it says god is not a man now that was enough to just shout right there god is not a man but he's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, shall he not do it? Hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? I want to give a shout out to Bishop Barbara Amos. Because she preached that message years ago in Ohio. And I don't know. Was she at Bishop Watkins Church? Actually, I don't know if it was Ohio. I, I heard that message when I was in Ohio. And she 
she went to that scripture and it has been a staple in my life. And I'll be like, man, God's not a man that he should lie. Every promise in the Bible is yes and amen. It may not come exactly the way you want it or the way that we thought it should be. But if God said it, he's going to do it. He's going to bring it to pass. And so no matter what's going on on the inside, no matter what's going on on the outside, because sometimes things on the outside, uh, I, I, I look sometimes and I was like, what kind of problem could they possibly have? Look like they have everything. They live in a nice house. They're married. They've got children. They've got nice cars. They What? What? And then they end up committing suicide or they end up, uh, you know, uh, just depressed and you're like you know forgive me because from the outside look like you had everything and then when you talk to them like wow they they got some they have issues they have chaos there's chaos but the good news for you no matter what the chaos is you've got a god that can speak peace to the chaos and speak peace to whatever's going on on the inside of you. That's why I love coming on here telling you about Jesus. Because it's not about me. It's not about the church. It's not about the building. It's not about the pastor, the bishop, the superintendent. It's not about them. It's about Jesus. When we get back to preaching Jesus, I'll tell you something that the Holy Spirit said to me. I heard this, you know, and he said, People are getting introduced to church, but they're not getting introduced to me. I was like, wow. Because when you get introduced to church, we want you to come to church. Yes, we do. Because there's where you get strengthened. There's where you get fellowship. There's where you get encouragement. But you cannot build your hope. That's what I'm going to talk about. Cannot build your faith on a church building a pastor, a preacher, a personality, because even on a good day, they can let you down. But, oh, there's a God. There is a God that sits high and looks low, and he will never. It's not like he don't want to lie. He can't lie. There's no lying in him. Now, your enemy, the adversary, he lie every day, early the day. Every day, not every day, but every day. So whenever you hear those thoughts or whenever you, you know, hear or you're listening to something that says what you're not and what you can't do and uh, all of that, you have to know that that's a lie. You'd be like, so when the devil tells you you're ugly, you're, you're never going to be nothing, you're just bad, like your mama, your mama was no good, your daddy was no good, and all of that crazy stuff, you've got to turn that around and say, but God says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that he loves me with the everlasting love. God says his mercies are new every morning. So I could have jacked up royally <laughs> last night, yesterday. But when I woke up this morning, I woke up with new mercies. Why? Because Lamentations 3 says it. And I used to wonder, I was like, great is thy faithfulness. What does that mean? You know, people would sing, great is thy faithfulness, oh God, my father, there is no shadow 
returning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassion, they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, mercy, and love. I said, what are they talking about? I just had to keep living. And as I kept living, and as I kept messing up, and as I kept trying to get it right, and as I was like, wow, there's a God that loves me. There's a God that knew I was getting ready to mess up and still made provisions. He said, listen, come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Ask me. I will forgive you of your sin. What? So he's faithful even when we're not faithful. You got it. He loves us even when we don't love ourselves. You got it. He is so faithful. His loving kindness is great. And his tender mercies. So we're going to forget those things. What did Paul say? Paul said, forget those things which are behind and reach forth to those things which are before. Can't change the past. If you could, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I would change. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of things that I would not change because it has made me who I am today. Think about it. Man, if I only, yeah, but it has made you who you are today. Now, if it turns you into a bitter person, then we need to introduce you to Jesus. We can give you some peace and allow him to help uh, pour in the oil and the wine and heal those broken pieces. He's the only one that can do it. Drugs couldn't do it. Alcohol couldn't do it. Oh, it made, you know, for a minute. But as soon as you come down on that buzz, you come down from that, you come down from that high, that's what they're counting on for you to come back. Oh, man, I got to get that rock, man. I got I to drink another beer, man. I got to drink. But I'm telling you, there is a love and there is a joy. The joy of the Lord can be your strength. The joy of the Lord can be your help. And it's not something that you have to go up and then back down. I'll tell you, half you, a lot of you don't know my sense of humor. <laughs> he said, got to take a pill to get up. Got to take a pill to come back down. Got to take a drink to get up. Got to take a drink. I was like, no, I'm going to stay with Jesus. Because when you have that joy of the Lord, it can be chaos all around. And, and you're like, I'm seeing it. But I'm going to walk by faith and believe that things are going to turn around. See, there has to be something inside of you that says, this is going to change. This situation is bad. Yes. There's chaos all around. And anybody halfway know me know if I keep saying a word that I'm speaking to, uh, I'm speaking to you and speaking to your situation. There's chaos. There could be chaos all around. But there's a God that gives peace. There's a, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes I get on here and feel like singing. Uh, I just heard, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit. Mm. 
heart I pray when manifold when there's a love. See when you have that peace, when you have that 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 joy, that word, you have something on the inside of you. When things are going haywire, you can it'll come up. I hadn't sung that song in forever, and you see, I didn't know all the words, but that was what came up when I thought about peace. And then you've got uh, what Vanessa Bell, Master, the tempest are raging, the billows are tall, sing high. But then the master of the sea speaks peace. I want you to know that there is peace for you today. You don't have to lose your mind. You don't have to blow your brains out. You don't have to commit suicide. You don't have to go try to shoot everybody at the post office. You don't have to try to shoot everybody on your job. You don't have to do that. You can ask God for peace. You can ask God for help. You can say, listen. I don't know if you want to say, listen. But if you do, it's okay. So, God, I need your help. There is they have all of these crazy thoughts going through my mind and I need your peace. I need you to regulate my mind. Again, another thing, we used to hear that all the time. You know, I used to hear it all the time growing up. This lady at the church, she would testify. She, he's a mind regulator and a heart fixer. So I'm a teenager. I'm like, what, what is she talking about? But all I had to do was keep living. And then I began to understand He's a mind regulator because things in life can come up and it can punch you so hard in the stomach. You're like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? But then you realize I'm not in this by myself. I have a God who loves me. What? A God that cares. What? In all of my sin, in all of the stuff that I've done, and there's a God that still loves me? Absolutely. Loves you, loves you, and he's as close to you as the mention of his name. When you just don't know what to say. I think Martha Manuzzi had a song. Uh, say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Say the name. When you don't know what to say, call on that name. Again. I don't know. I'm sharing. I'm sharing my little testimony. I used to go to this. I think it was a holiness church. I was a holiness church. We used to go there because the music was so good. <laughs> they had some really nice music, and uh, we go up there and we would hear them. And and I was like, "Wow, what are they talking about? What are they talking about?" And they would always be, you know, okay. They would say some other things, but you know, we jumped in on the on the part that we could understand. And that part when the woman would say, he's a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. Oh. And if you need peace, he'll give you peace. And if you need joy, he'll give you joy. So when you're younger, you're like, okay, well, all right. But as you live and you go and you, you, you know, you're, you just, I'm not going to have a job. Um, I'm Lord, I mean, am I ever going to have a child? Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to do this? And then, and then even on that marriage thing, I was watching a movie. 
uh, I think it's called baggage claim. And the little boy, this you know, they was trying to get this girl, she's trying to get married, and like that was just the apex of life. And uh, and he was like, Mo, it's not about just getting married, it's about staying married. I was like, they need to write that down and say because it's 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 not about you know just saying, Okay, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. And, and then you mess up and then you say, okay, well, this didn't work. He must not love me. What? Get back up. Let him dust you off. This is a journey. It's not a sprint. So you may have tried it. You know, I have a friend that comes on my show, um, Elder Brett Guilford. He comes on, um, what, it comes on at 630. And he went to rehab. He was strung out on drugs. He went to rehab and he didn't work the first time. He left, but then he went back again. So I'm saying, just because you tried it once doesn't mean that it won't happen. You have got to stay in there and ask God. I love that saying that says you're not starting uh, from scratch when you have to start over. You're starting from experience. Yay! So I said all of that to say I'm talking about faith today. And like I said, I, I leave all of the, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew, I leave that to the, the theologians because I just, I like to talk and give you something that you can take with you and, and, and live, uh, live through it, walk it out. So as you all, I'm, it's a very familiar scripture. Um, Hebrews 11 and 1 and it's so funny because my phone is just trying to act like what it wants to act like thank the Lord that I know what he Hebrews 11 and 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen I want you to take this with you I thought about the fact I'm gonna I'm gonna lay my foundation on this Martin Luther King Junior said, faith is taking that first step when you can't see the whole staircase. I pondered that. I was like, that is, that is that. He said something. Because sometimes we just, like, God show us everything. I just want you to show me everything. And then you show me, I'm going to walk it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance, something, you know, uh, faith, sometimes you can't touch it. You can't feel it. When you take that first step and then they have this whole big staircase. But faith is taking that step even when you can't see the whole staircase. Faith is saying everything is going to be all right even when everything looks contrary. Ask me how I know. I look at stuff sometimes and be like, this is not what I bargained for. This was not what I prayed for. This was not. And then I have to roll those thoughts away and go, but God, I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to trust you even when I can't trace you. I know that all things have to work together for good 
And I realize there's a whole lot of verses in Romans 8, and you can take each, any one of them. What can separate us from the love of God? There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, I'll tell you a little tidbit. Romans 8 was the first book in the Bible when I was going to Sunday school uh, that we had to memorize. <laughs> so... I love Romans 8, so I'm not trying to just take Romans 8 and 28 out of context. You can go through the whole, what can separate us from the love of God? If God be for us, who is against us? I got it. But I, for what I'm talking about right now, it says all things work together for good to them that love God. You got to love God. And to those who are the called according to his purpose. And you're called. And if you're not, Today is a wonderful day for you to accept Jesus Christ into your life. And like I always say, we don't want to, I don't want to introduce you to church. I want to introduce you to Jesus. I don't want to introduce you to religion. I want to introduce you to Jesus. Because there is this one-on-one -on -one relationship. Again, I'm listening. My dad was a Baptist pastor. Whoop, whoop. Reverend Carl Edward Boggs. Love my daddy. I was a daddy's girl. And he used to always preach about the love of God. And always, he um, was just such an example. So I was never scared of hell because I was like, I'm not going. Because he presented me the Bible. He presented Jesus. And him crucified, him dying for my sins, and he loves me with an everlasting love. When we begin to preach Jesus again, people are going to accept the Lord and their lives are going to be changed. If you preach church, I'm here to tell you, there will be somebody in the church going to do something crazy and you'd be like, okay, well, they just all hypocrites. And so, you know, people have used that, you know, Forever. I don't want to go to church. They have nothing but hypocrites. Well, when you go, you go, you know, there's another hypocrite going. I mean, we've all sinned to come short of the glory of God. Come on. You know, if it was, if, if, if his grace and his mercy was based on us, none of us would be able to stand. But oh, aren't you glad that his mercy and his faithfulness is based on him loving us. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You got to have something to hold on to. You got to have foundation. And that's the fallacy, I think, of this generation. The Z, the A, the B, whatever. Uh, they got so many alphabets, you know, so many this, that, and the other. Gen, Z, I don't even know them all. But the, the thing that that kind of worries me, I don't know if worry would be the right word, bothers me, I don't know if bothers me is the right word. The thing, the thing about it is they have nothing to hold on to. Because, you know, I want to be A. I don't want to be a boy. I don't want to be a girl. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. I don't believe in anything. If you don't believe in anything, then what are you going to hold on to? You have nothing to hold on to. So when I talk to these Generation Z, X, Y, whatever, I see everybody the same. I love people with the love of Christ. And I just want to say there is hope beyond the scope of human limitations. Human beings are flawed. 
Yes, but there is one that will never leave you. He said he would be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. This is all in the Bible. This is that holy book that everybody wants to say, well, it was written by man. I was like, okay, well, so was Moby Dick, but you're reading it in school. <laughs> but the Bible also tells us that they, the, that they were giving, it came from God. They were inspired to write from what the Holy Spirit gave them. I had this man tell me one time, he's like, I don't believe in the Bible because man wrote it. I'm thinking, well, who, who you think was, <laughs> you know, you thought the Lord was going to come down and then, but the whole thing is, is that when you read that Bible, when you read the Holy Bible and you watch what God does and you're like, wow, wow. Okay. It's that experience. And that's what I'm talking about. That faith is that substance. The faith is like waiting on the bus. You stand at that bus stop because you believe that if you stand there, even if you missed the one five minutes ago, there's another bus coming. You don't just, oh, man, ain't no bus. I done missed that one bus. There ain't another bus coming. No, you get on there and be like, okay, it's 730. What time is the next bus? Because you believe that there's another bus. That's elementary. That's what that's what faith in God is. You watch that experience. You're like, wow, God got me out of that before. Because I don't know any of us that haven't prayed <laughs> that prayer. Say, God, if you get me out of this, if you deliver me out of this, I'm never gonna do it again. And you know, I don't like I said, I don't think any of us have never prayed that prayer. Two or three times. And what is it? God is faithful and he helps us. He gets us out. He, he shows us uh, there's a better way. He helps us. And I, that's what I mean. That's what I just, I love that. I love the fact that I'm not in this thing by myself. And it's not based on how good I am. That's religion. It's not based on... Uh, how pretty I am, because that would take that, you know, that would cancel the majority of us out. I'd be like, God, how could you didn't make us all look like, you know, supermodels? He's like, what kind of, what kind of world would that be if we were all alike? Um, that's why you have to rejoice in what you have, the uniqueness of you. Because if we all looked alike, if we all was skinny, if we was all fat, if we was all tall, if we was all short, if we, kind of world is that that's why i love the scripture when he says god so loved the world he loved us all he didn't leave any of us out and faith is something that we have to have now uh like i said i'm doing the 101 of faith i'm not doing the greek the hebrew the Arabic. i'm not doing that i'm saying to you that there is a god that you can put your hope and your trust in and you can watch his character. You can watch his, uh, what's that uh, What's that word? You can watch his, um, you can track him. You can track him. Even when you can't trace him, you'll be like, wow, God, you brought me out. I know you'll bring me out again. He's as close to you as the mention of his name. So you're saying to me, hey, how can I get in touch with this Jesus you're talking about? 
because all I hear is you got you don't have to you and you don't have to do this and you don't have to do that and then he gonna you know he just waiting on you to send so he can send you to hell. What kind of foolishness is that? He doesn't send anybody. He doesn't send anybody to hell. We are free moral agents, and you have a choice. And then even in Joshua, in the Bible, he was like, choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? And then tells you, choose life. But you have a choice. Isn't that something? You and I have a choice. So no matter what the chaos, and no matter what, there's a song I keep hearing. Um, All of this chaos, you are writing a symphony, a symphony. And even in the madness, there is peace Drowning out the voices all around me Through all of this chaos You are writing a symphony When I got that song, I was like, what? He's writing a symphony in your life Your life is not over Every day, you've got new mercies Every day, the faithfulness of God His promises are yes and amen and he will do exactly what he said he will do. You got to believe in something. Why not believe in the Lord? Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word, heard live every Monday from 6 to 8 Central, 7 to 9 Eastern. Right here, right now, you're looking at it on Instagram as well as on my Cheryl Boggs music YouTube page. So there's a song that I wrote, and it's on my, uh, I guess, the latest CD. I've got some songs coming out. Oh, going to be incredible. You have got to stay tuned for that. This song simply says, everything is going to be all right. And I think about this song, and I was like, yeah. Because you have to believe that what you're going through is not always going to be like this. So let's cue that up. Everything is going to be all right. Keep the f- 
I'm telling you, when you begin to have faith, when you begin to sing faith, when you begin to sing the word of God, when you begin to realize that you are not in this thing by yourself, don't you feel better knowing that everything is going to be all right? Maybe nothing actually changed right at that moment, but there was faith rising. There was hope rising. And that's what I want you to see and to know that when you believe that everything is going to be all right, I'm going to hold up my phone, but because you know, most of us have the Bible and everything in our, in our phones and, or our um, computers. But when you know that, you know, that, you know, that everything is going to be all right. You just be like, man, my hope. Um, I don't know all of these things from when I was growing up is coming to me today. There was a, it was a lady would get up and she testified. She said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. I was like, wow. Okay. So I gotta have my, I gotta have my substance. Faith is a substance. I've got to believe that everything is gonna be all right. I've got to believe that I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. I've got to believe that I'm the head and not the tail. I've got to believe that God makes all things beautiful in its time. I've got to believe that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I've got to believe that he's going to regulate my mind. I don't have to blow my brains out. I don't have to, 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 to walk in hopelessness. Because I have a God that cares. Not only does he care, he sees. And he cares. He knows. He loves me. He's here to help me. And he's as close to me as the mention of his name. No big prayer. No big flowery words. Just God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you to help me. I need you to regulate my mind. My thoughts are, ooh, and my heart's been broken. My, um, whatever your situation, he's the answer. See, we got to get back to what's real. Back to, and I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. Because this is what has kept me all of these years. I remember I was like, God, and these people did it done. He said, you knew me before you knew them. Oh. So I got introduced to Jesus. I didn't get introduced to church. I didn't get introduced to personality. I didn't get introduced to the bishop, the apostle, the pastor. The... So when, when uh, until you can see Jesus... Climbing out of a, uh, a hotel window when and, and until you see Jesus lying, cheating, and stealing, then you can't even convince me. Man, like I say, on a good day, they can mess up. But there is one, wow. It's not that he doesn't want to lie. He can't lie. It's not in him. There's no shadow of turning. And I know you've heard that. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. 
There is no shadow turning with thee. See, I want you to build your hope and build your trust on a rock that will not roll. All of this other stuff, it will roll. All this other stuff, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And this is one mother of the church. Uh, they used to sing, um, everything's going down, but the word of God. See, I have a whole, <laughs> a whole lot. Of, I got the Baptist. I got the Pentecostal. I got the Church of God. I got all of that, you know, as far as songs and different things like that. But and I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's better to feed your faith and to sing songs, listen to songs that are going to build you up and to give you hope, you know, instead of, of, of some of this other stuff that, that, that's coming down the pike. Even if it's a, a, an R&B song, a pop song, a country song, let it be something that's going to help you. Let it be something that you're going to listen to that's going to bring peace and going to bring uh, some solution, you know. Um, but, you know, just listening to, to some of this music today, I'm like, man, no wonder people don't are feeling hopeless because we're not giving them anything substantial. We're not giving them anything to hold on to. I want you to hold on to the Lord. And I'm going to leave you with this. My mom and I used to sing, Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. And build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. I'll tell you a little secret, but now I'll let you go. With everything that's going on in this world, you've got to have some type of a foundation. And I am so thankful that my mother, my father, my mentors, my friends, my you know pastors, Put that word in me. Put songs in me that when chaos is all around, I had not sung that song in a long time, but that's what came out of me. I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand and I'm going to build my hope on things eternal. I'm going to hold to his hand. That's what I want you to do. And that's my message for today. I want you to have faith, have that substance, believe what God says Hold to the word of God, hold to his hand and build your hope and your faith and your trust in someone that loves you, someone that cares. And we will be happy to lead you to Jesus. You can email me info at Cheryl Boggs at Cheryl with the C, C H E R Y L B O G G S uh, dot com. Or Cheryl at CherylBoggs.com. We're happy to introduce you to this lovely Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and help you start on your journey. It's a journey. I'm not saying everything is going to be perfect. I'm not going to say you're going to be perfect overnight. What I am saying is that you have someone that's going to walk with you and talk with you 
and help you through this journey. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and you've been listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, heard here live every Monday from 6 to 8 Central, 7 to 9 Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Studios, as well as on uh, the Cheryl Boggs Music Instagram and Cheryl Boggs Music YouTube. Hey, will you join me again next week? I hope you will. And then don't leave me a message. Leave me a comment. Tell me that uh, the word of God has been a blessing to you. All right. Well, my time is up. Join me again next week. Same time, same station. God bless. <laughs>